Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. <laughs> okay, so welcome to another episode with uh, the adventures of a new pro dominatrix with Madame K. And um, so we started laughing because um, if you're watching and you're not listening, um, if you happen to be watching this content, you'll see this like furry bush in front of me. And so Madame K is like, what's up with that? You're going to do some muff diving? And so I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. I'm like spreading the, <laughs> spreading the hair and going licky licky. Yeah. So if you're listening, you really kind of wanted to see the visual of that. You should probably go watch this episode. <laughs> stuff that comes out of our mouths when we get together empress gaia holy I, cow i know so one of the things that i we need to talk about is because i just i just recorded pre-recorded uh, an episode and i talked about why does anybody want to surrender and in that podcast i mentioned butt breathing turtles and so i was like you know, the best person to have this conversation about what's up with the butt breathing turtles is you. <laughs> so I figured we're going to start, we're going to start Adventures of a Pro Dominatrix, new Adventures of a New Pro Dominatrix about how, what is about the butt breathing turtle? So I'll, I'll start my part of the story and then you can jump in on your part of the story. Okay. All right. Yeah. So once upon a time, <laughs> I was driving down the road with my master and we're going to the news resort and on the side of the road there's these signs slow down turtles so master turns to me he's like what happens to the turtles in the winter i'm like i don't know so i go down the rabbit hole of research and i find out that turtles hibernate at the bottom of the pond, not all turtles, but th these ones in are painted turtles anyways, in, in my area, basically they go to the bottom of the, the pond and they hibernate. And I'm like, well, how do they not drown? So I had to do further research and it turns out it's they breathe through their butts. So I'm having a conversation with Madame K and I'm like, did you know the turtles <laughs> breathe through their butts? She starts 
like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I say to her, and then she's like, oh, so I should be bright breathing turtle. Now I'm going to let her carry the rest of the story. Go. Okay. So I thought, well, that's interesting. So if they give a shit, that means they're not breathing through their butts and they're going to drown. So I have to adopt this method. Mm-hmm. Don't give a shit. Yes. Meaning, stop caring. And stop being a control freak. Stop ke- being a control freak. And that's the, that's that, uh, yeah, butt breathing turtle, because there's only one thing that we need to control and that's breathing. Right. <laughs> and if we try and control anything else, we're going to stop breathing and we're going to drown. <laughs> drain, exactly. Drown like a bad butt breathing turtle. <laughs> oh, it's going to be horrible. horrible. It's a horrible feeling. <laughs> horrible feeling. And what's interesting about that, Gaia, is that I really never noticed how much I was a control freak until, until I started adopting this ideal. Yep. And going... Why am I freaking out? Oh, yes, I'm not breathing. <gasps> Breathe. <sighs> Breathe. And when I was doing my breathing exercises, which I've been doing for years, and that you teach all the time uh, before every podcast, um, yeah, it just slows the nervous system. It just makes us stop and go, oh, is this important right now? No, because it's stressing us out. Is stress good for us? No. So, Oh, and then breathe. breathe. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's the importance of the butt breathing turtle. So you're like. But it's interesting that I never realized how much I was and how I allowed. This is the interesting part. How much I allowed the outside influences affect me internally. Yes. And that's when I had to stop and go, is this really going to affect me in a positive way if I keep stressing over this or is this going to continue continue me down this role this road of negativity and being this like fast breathing uh feeling crazy inside and I chose oh I don't like that crazy feeling inside anymore Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting because once when you're in it you don't realize how crazy you feel until you're told stop and you go, wow, I was batshit crazy <laughs> going out of my fucking mind over something that's really not important. Nope. Right? So it's really made me, um, yeah, just step back and go, okay, I can't control what people's reactions are to me, mm-hmm. but I can control my actions in a situation. That's what I can control. And I had, and I had to really think about, okay, is this important enough for me or is it okay for, for me to let go and see what happens? And a lot of the times I let go and nothing happens. Right. Nothing, nothing happens. happens. The sky I didn't self-destruct. <laughs> sky didn't fall. I didn't get struck by lightning. Nope. Nothing exploded. Nothing, yep. you know, combusted into flames around me. Uh, yeah, the earth didn't open up and swallow me whole. So it, it's been an interesting journey for sure. 
And I would say that's, that's the beautiful piece like that you share there is that piece around when you're, when you're in control freak mode, you're like trying to gain a feeling of safety, right? And, but the problem is, is that you stop breathing because you're trying to hold it all in. You're trying to force it to happen. You're trying to make it happen. And then it just keeps spiraling out of control even more. The more you try to hold on to it, the more it just spirals. And you're like, but then you hold on to it even harder. And then it like goes through your fingers. And it's like, there's no winning. No. And, and the, that motivator though, believing that fear, like that fear-based believing that if I breathe, if I let go, if I surrender into the experience, whatever it is, the world, my life will not end is huge. Yeah. And it's, it comes down to a simple little word called safety. Yes. If I let go, am I still going to be safe? Yeah. I don't know. I've never done that before. So I did know it. Oh, okay. I'm still safe. Okay. Now I can try and let it go some more. Yeah. And then some more. But baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> yes. You don't master the art of being the butt breathing turtle overnight. <laughs> oh, oh God, I know. This it's has a, been like it's a over lifetime a, almost a year yeah. in the making so far. And I'm still catching myself going, oh, not breathing, not breathing, <laughs> not breathing. So uh, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's okay to let go. As a contr Uber control freak and my wonderful co-hosts were both Uber control freaks. I'm and a control it had a lot freak. Of I'm a control freak in recovery. Yeah, I'm we're both recovery. recovery. <laughs> yeah, uber control freak in recovery. Yes. Um, if, if both of us can do this, um, especially when it was so tethered to safety, yes, you can do it. And you absolutely could do it. And that's where we come into. Let's. That, so now let's circle back into. This is why we are pro-dominatrix. We are pro-dominatrix to help others to surrender, to feel safe, to hold space so that people can feel safe, to let go, to surrender. And the experiences that people have in our dungeons are very similar to the experience that you could have going to a yoga retreat <laughs> of surrendering, of letting go, of breathing. Just some, you know, hitting might be involved in that versus the yoga instructor yoga retreat. But it's the outcome is the same. This is yeah. the same outcome. And I, I, I wanted to, you know, just kind of, you know, weed that into being mm -hmm. a being a dom is just another vehicle that allows us to help people to let go and to surrender. It's to, to stop vilifying being a pro-dominatrix and mm -hmm. or a pro-dom, but to really like, that's really at the core of it. When my clients come through those doors of my dungeon, they, yes, they may want a bunch of like activities, BDSM kink activities, but the real reason that they're walking through those doors is because they want to let go. They want to surrender. 
And in particular, because I am uh, uber control freak in recovery, I know what it feels like to be a control freak. And I know how hard it is to surrender, just like I know you know how hard it is to surrender. Oh, God. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's one day at a time. It really is. Yeah. It's like any addiction. It is. Uh, being a control freak is being an addict. It is. Um, because you're always wanting to know what's going to happen um, all the time. And that's addicting. Yes. And that changes the brain chemistry. Yeah. Um, especially when you tether it to something like safety. Yeah. So let's talk about, we left off in our last episode with you of basically why you ended up choosing to become a pro dominatrix. And we were, you're heading off to Ontario for your training. So, uh, I get on my planes, uh, there's like two planes I had to travel on to get, uh, to, to Ontario mm -hmm. to, uh, come and, um, get some practical training by you. Yep. And, um, one of my homework pieces from you was listening to the podcast. Yeah. Um, so I'm on the plane which uh, actually listening to podcasts makes things go by really quickly, <laughs> especially if you have like long layovers in like Vancouver, which I did um, coming, going out to Ontario and coming back. So I'm, you know, in the terminal waiting for my plane and then I board and then I'm, you know, getting settled in my chair and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to start listening to more podcasts where did I leave off? Oh yeah. Okay. So I start and I start giggling and also this, this guy next to me starts, he looks towards me and I catch him and I stop the podcast and I look at him and he goes, are you listening to something funny? And I said, yeah, actually I am. <laughs> he goes, Oh, so we started talking about uh, Empress Gaia's podcast on her orgasmic life. And he's, and he was like, Oh, what is that? And I said, well, it's, you know, uh, subjects and topics that she talks about on her podcast. And it ranges from um, sexual trauma to funny anecdotes with a couple of her, uh, with a co-host that she has uh, with her different guests. And it could be anywhere from like, like I said, trauma or to just um, relaxing or learning to meditate or something on Tantra or he goes, oh, and what is this called? I said, you can listen to her on Spotify and download her podcast. It's my orgasmic life. And he's like, okay. So he whips out his phone and he's, and he's downloaded them all. So excellent. It was an, you, yeah, it was an interesting conversation. It was, uh, and it was kind of my first, yeah. Now that I think about it, it was my first kind of coming out to like a stranger and what I'm doing. And he's like, so why are you listening to these podcasts? And I said, well, I'm going to get trained to become a pro dominatrix. Mm -hmm. And he went, oh, interesting. So he goes, so that's for, and he whispers BDSM. I'm like, yes. <laughs> but if I'm comfortable with saying pro dominatrix, you can say the letters BDSM. <laughs> it's in a plane. No one hears us anyway. 
he's like, oh yeah. So we started having conversation. And this is like a, almost a five hour plane ride from Vancouver to Toronto. Yeah. So this killed a lot of time, which what I was grateful for. Um, not that I don't, I like flying. It's just that I'm an impatient person. So if I want to get somewhere, I want to get there now. But this conversation that I had with this young man and he was visiting Vancouver and going back to um, Toronto where he's going to university. And he was, yeah, he was talking about like, what I would be doing and asking me a bunch of questions. And I said, well, all I know so far is what I've done on the BDSM membership. I said, um, if you start following our podcast, there's a links into the BDSM membership there that you can not only listen to her, but that you could watch her and the episodes, watch what she's spoke about on her podcast. He's like, oh, okay. And he says, so is it what you see in like, and he asked me like the 50 shades. I'm like, no, that's not real. Those so are actors. So let's, so get let's into, pause. Let's, let's get into the juice, juicy stuff. So you have this great yeah. conversation that we, yeah. we, we got to get into the juicy stuff. Now you're into your training. You've landed. I've landed. landed. Yeah. Let's, let's pick the highlights of your, your training. All right. Yeah. So uh, first thing is, um, what was it like to be in the dungeon and see my, cause I believe it was with my first client and you were like watching and yes. engaging. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, walking into your dungeon felt, uh, very comfortable. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel intimidated. And I didn't feel scared. I felt intrigued and excited. And I was look, like looking at all the ooh, shiny. And then your client the, comes in. All the implements. All the implements. <laughs> and then uh, your client comes in. And I'm just sitting there in the, in the chair. And I'm just observing. I'm not um, doing anything. I'm just watching how you interact with, uh, with your client. Um, yeah, it was, uh, we introduced each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he got to do what, he, why he was there. So watching Empress Gaia do her thing was really good. And it was, it was really weird because in the beginning we talked about before, this first scene was going to happen because I've never seen her work. Mm -hmm. And because we've been, we've known each other since Christ was a cowboy. Um, both of us had kind of some reservations. Oh, this could be weird for, for us because we've only known each other in one aspect. Yeah. I, I know what she does, but I've never seen her work. So I'm like, I'm okay with it. If you're okay with it, like we're just, you just do you. Yeah. And then, and then we'll go from there. So it was, it was really good. And all I was, I wasn't focused on anything, but how she was engaging with her client and I'm a note taker. So I'm taking notes <laughs> and, but it, it was really hard to like take the notes and pay attention at the same time. So we came up with her recording the sessions um, and letting her client know that I would be the only one watching them yeah. for education and purposes. So, 
So what was your first experience though of watching me hit somebody? Let's talk about like the, the let's, let's talk about the juice now. Let's get into the juice. Okay. So that was all like lovely, but okay. So you see me like, I, I believe, was it idiot anal slut? Yes. Okay. So, you know, so it's idiot anal slut and, you know, I'm like, you know, tied him up, I put his collar on him, done all the, the rituals to drop him into subspace, to drop him into his body. And then I start to hit him. How does that make, this is the first time you've ever, this is the first time you've ever seen in live. So this is a really important is that you have no, you weren't kinky before you became a pro dominatrix, which is why it's really important to listen to the first episode to tell you, kind of talk about your background around that. So this was your first seeing a scene ever. Yeah. And just like going back to that, I, I was, I was kinky before becoming a pro dominatrix, but not to this level. Like, okay. I need to rephrase I would call, that. Yeah. You don't have yeah. kink experience, meaning you weren't, you yeah. hadn't gone to, you hadn't gone to clubs. You haven't no. actually, that's like, that's what I mean. You didn't have, you were kinky, yeah. but you did yeah. not have, you weren't in the world of kink. You didn't have no. kink lifestyle experiences, parties, no seeing a scene, being a part of a scene, controlling yeah. a scene, none of those things. This is your first. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes to like hit him and I was like, Oh, <laughs> my whole body was like, and then to see her reaction after she hit him was like, oh, I really want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to do that. That that looks like she's having a really good time. And it kind of it made me have the same feeling as when I worked with my personal fitness clients. It was that, oh, there's pain. This is great. This really tapped into my status. My, my status just woke up and went, hello. Yes. Nice. And it was exciting. Was there any? And okay. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, I didn't feel uh, icky. I didn't yeah. feel like this was wrong. Um, I didn't feel like she was abusing him um, or, you know, taking his power away because that was all set up in the beginning mm -hmm. because of the consent part at the beginning. Yes. That's where there was no, oh, this is wrong. This was, oh, this is so great. <laughs> and I can't wait to start doing this. <laughs> and I think that was what was really important for me because I've never been in any kind of scene live. Like, yes, I've seen it online, but I've never been in it and what it truly looks like. Yeah. Um, and because, and it, and I just want to like really hit home with, I didn't feel icky because of the consent piece. Yes. Right. So, uh, yeah, it was, I felt like, yeah, this is the place that I'm meant to be because so we, I was relaxed. Mm -hmm. I was excited. I was intrigued. I was really focused on what she was doing, how she was moving her body, how the client reacted. Um, I giggled when he started like having a little, ay, 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 pain. <laughs> 
IIS. The IIIS is a video in a slut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, if I could get my clients to do that, my day is made. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is the beginning. What's the next like two weeks, the rest of the two weeks going to be? So it was a great setup to what the rest of my practicum was going to look like. So what were the things and it was that, really important for me to watch? Yeah. So what were the, what were the things, the highlights? Well, actually, uh, the, yeah, let, let, let me go through just quickly. So we did uh, training in flogging, impact play, bondage, CBT, electric play. Turns out I like being spanked with a rubber chicken. Uh, you know, play. <laughs> Anal play. Um, I think those were the, those were the big, and then of course all the power dynamics and power structures and, you know, things like that. But yeah, so that's, that's what we covered. There were times where you were participating, you were doing the stuff I was teaching you. Sometimes I was just doing, you were watching. And then we went and brought you to Mistress Cherry's dungeon. So you could see, uh, you know, another Dom from another perspective of how she moves and learn that, you know, we all do it differently and, and learn some new things. So, okay. So there's the, the layout and it was Lots of intense five-hour sessions of torture in oh, a dungeon God. and training. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a lot. It um it was a lot for my brain to take in. Yeah. Um, and it and it was really tiring <laughs> afterwards. Even though I wasn't doing a lot of the impact play or the flogging. Um, it's, it's just a lot and it's not just physical. It's the, it, I was exhausted energetically because I was, you know, also holding space for her client, um, so that the client could feel safe as well because clients will pick up anything, right? So, uh, me being in a calm, controlled presence controlled in a good way by breathing turtle controlled way. Yes. Um, it helped him stay in his surrendered. And it was good to get the feedback from, her, from him. Um, because I never hit anybody like that before <laughs> when I got to, uh, so when she handed me the, you know, the implement and I can't remember which one it was, I think it was one of her paddles or it could have been her spoon, her favorite spoon. Um, which she loves and yeah, and it really makes him go ay, 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 a lot. So, uh, yeah, it, I held back a little bit cause I was, I didn't know, I don't, I've got a lot of strength behind me, um, because of my physical presence. So I didn't want to hit like right out of the, the park with a, like a seven or a five. So I was like, Oh, but that's not really red. And so he, he would say, I like, so what was that number two? Oh, <laughs> so getting that motion yeah, and having my body positioning, that was hard. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that was the hardest part. It wasn't watching her. It was actually doing it. That was the hard part of making sure that um, I was hitting at a consistent 
pace at yes. a consistent rate, um, making sure that my my forearm and my wrists were straight because they were floppy. She noticed it. I didn't. And the reason is because I don't really have wrist issues because then I wouldn't feel, I, I didn't feel it. She does. So she's like, okay, you're going to have injuries. If you need to like be a little bit more solid in your, and you're actually moving with your whole arm. I'm like, oh yeah. You never really know how technical it is until you start doing going, holy, this is harder than it looks. Oh yeah. Like the, the body positioning and the form and not, in, not making sure you don't injure yourself. Yeah. Or, and like, I mean, it's okay to injure your clients, but you don't want to injure yourself. Like that's the rule no. of Dominic. Rule number that's one. Right. You can injure your clients consensually, of course, but you don't want to yes. injure yourself. The only one no. that's hurt in that room is the client and not you. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. So it, it was, uh, yeah, that, that was the interesting part that I, that I went, huh, it wasn't the watching it was actually the physically doing and, um, yeah, practicing, practicing, practicing. And then she put tape on her door to like, this is the areas that you need to practice and your positioning. And especially with the flogger, the flogger was way more difficult than the paddle. Um, yeah, because I kept going in an area that was like around the kidneys, which is like bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it took a little like, where do I put my feet and how far away from the client do I need to step back in order to make sure that my flogger is hitting in the right position. So yeah, that that was interesting. Okay, so what were oh, what were some of your highlights? My highlights and all of that, uh, I really loved rope. Mm -hmm. I really loved the feel of tying somebody up mm -hmm. and them not being able to get away. <laughs> okay, so funny story about that. Okay. Yeah. So in the BDSM membership program, uh, Mistress Cherry and I do a bunch of rope stuff. And I'm talking to Madame K before she starts her training. And she's, I'm like asking, you know, how do you like it? And she's like, oh my God, Cherry, Mistress Cherry needs to get a, like a room. Like, come on, enough is enough with the rope. All the rope, the rope, fondling the rope. Let's get to, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So I kind of laugh. Right, because Mistress Cherry loves rope. Like it turns her on when she starts touching it. She wraps it around herself, and she's pretty much humping the rope. Okay, every time she touches the rope. Yeah. Now, Madame K, I do a demo with you know. I believe it was Slut Puppy at that point. I'm doing a demo around rope, and I'm like you know tying up Slut Puppy, and then Madame K, I hand her some rope, and now she's fond. She's touching it. She's fondling it. She's like, whoa, and it's like, it's like a repeat of Mistress Cherry's love affair with rope is happening and folding in front of my very eyes. It's like, now do you understand why he's loving the rope? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's like, it's a sensual touch. It's soft and it just feels so good. And the best part that I loved about the rope and my turn of tying Slap Puppy up was that 
it felt very natural. I wasn't worried about where the rope is going. I was letting the rope lead me and where it needed to go and where it wanted to go. And at the end, I did this beautiful halter. Yes, your your harness was beautiful. Yeah, it was just, yes, it was just so beautiful. And it was like tight for her and it was comfortable for her. And it felt like as if I was riding my bike. That's how comfortable it felt doing that rope. I'm like, oh, this is definitely, I'm putting this into my sessions for sure. Um, I like chain, Mm -hmm. but I found chain to be a little bit more clunky than rope. Um, I found that I had more control with the rope than I did with the chain. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked, the other highlight for me was um, the bench. Mm -hmm. I liked uh, making sure that, you know, they were nice and secure on the bench. I also like to be on the bench myself mm-hmm. for when I got to um, be a participant mm-hmm. in, in learning how to surrender. That felt really comfortable. Again, I felt like, oh, I felt at home, mm-hmm. at peace. And at that moment it was like, oh, I, I get it. This is why people hire pro dominatrix Mm -hmm. for this reason. I don't have to think about anything, but breathing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was like the, I would say those, the high, the high, and then being a mistress cherries dungeon and having her client in that swing, which was that way. I could, I could be in that all day and be happy <laughs> that just that weightlessness of that swing and uh, watching her do CBT, which is one of her specialties. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very good at it. And then doing the wax play. Um, that was interesting too. So I, I wanted to learn that. So uh, yeah, it, there's yeah. So many great, great highlights. And then, you know, I will say another great highlight on my trip uh, was when I went through a major uh, surrender change at the pond. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was uncomfortable as fuck. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Backstory. The pond is the nudist resort. And Madame K was in my little uh, hammock that's like a vagina (laughs) (laughs) literally vagina and it has mosquito netting around it so like like when you try to get out of the hammock it's like you're rebirthing coming back out of the vagina so talk about your that's the let's talk about the challenges that you were before you get into this release piece let's talk about the the challenges of your of your time your training um, I think the challenges for me were trying to, um, be accurate with the impact play. Um, that was the challenging, the real challenging parts for me. Um, not, not being uncomfortable in any type of space or watching, um, Empress Gaia work it was me because I'm a perfectionist and that uber control freak. 
uh, that was the challenge. Try not to control the situation and then be more out of control, but being that butt breathing turtle and being accurate with my strikes other than being in control of my strikes. There's a big difference between those two. Accuracy and butt breathing turtle over control freak and controlling the movements. Yes. Um, though that, that's was, that was the challenging parts for me throughout the whole training was, yeah, doing that. Which is ultimately about surrendering. Yeah. And I think, and that was before I got to surrender in the dungeon. Yes. Um, and then once I surrendered, it was actually easier for me to shift into that accuracy breathing turtle part and not. Hold on, you froze. Oh, no. Well, while Madame K is frozen, <laughs> that was Hold on. interesting aha moment for me. Okay. Uh, you, you froze. Oop. So we missed. So we're going to recap. So you, before you, you, you got into the butt breathing accuracy piece. Go. I got to surrender. Yes. Uh, and that was basically the top mo that was probably the the highest priority for me in the whole training it wasn't the accuracy of hitting the target it wasn't me being comfortable in the space or watching her work the top priority was for me to surrender so that i know what it feels like and that i can get my clients there because that at the end of the day is what our clients are coming out coming to see mm -hmm. is us to help them let go because they are so large and in charge of their life and they have to make so many decisions in their day that for just for an hour and a half to two hours they don't want to do nothing but breathe mm -hmm. that's it so yeah it was very interesting to to feel that shift before i, I knew because you really never know what surrender feels like until you're there and for me everything went still yes it went quiet yes i went in kind of like a trance it feels like a trance yes and all the noise on the outside and in the inside went silent and all i heard was her voice Yes. I didn't hear my thoughts. Mm -hmm. I heard my heartbeat very slow and her voice. So all that negative talk, all the busyness, all the craziness in my body, in my brain, it just stopped. And it was that first time that I actually exhaled, like really exhaled. And I cried. Yes. Because beautiful. that is the first time in my life that I actually felt safe. Yeah. Not for a split second. Mm -hmm. It was, it felt like more than 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Like 
I remember falling asleep on the bench. That's how relaxed I was. I'm tied up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she's leaning on me. My ass is up in the air. I'm tied up. She's leaning on me. She's telling me to breathe. She's doing what she's she's doing what she normally does. She's in her element. And I felt safe. Mm-hmm. I felt protected. I let go. Yeah. And my whole body let go. And that also came with tears. Yes. And your back, you were having back spasms, pain that like went away, your pain went away. I remember that was another piece as you came out of subspace that you're like, I'm not in pain anymore either. Yeah, I have, uh, I have medical issues. I have osteoarthritis and I have spinal stenosis, uh, which makes it very hard for me to move and be as physically active as I used to be. Um, and that's just years and years of being, uh, very athletic and it's the wear and tear. So that release that just took that tension that I was holding on so tightly and I was able to let go, which also relaxed my spine and my hips and my neck. And I didn't feel anything. I felt very lightweight Mm -hmm. and my pain was gone. And that feeling lasted right through until the next day because i was like oh this is great i feel high yes (laughs) (laughs) and i hadn't taken anything yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) that was that natural high and it was actually a little bit of a more of a uh a calming for me than what i feel like after i've done a workout yeah. So uh, it's such a this is such a magical thing that happens when you do let go and you release and you're in that safe space is that you have this high. Oh yeah. And this ultimate. I feel safe no matter where I am. That's what the great part about that surrendering in your dungeon was is that. I not only was able to have it in your dungeon, I was able to carry that through onto the next day. Yeah. Like that high was carried onto the next day and no amount of exercise has ever given me that the next yeah. day mm-hmm. um, or any substance that I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I, I'm speechless. It's just, it was just one of those, it just felt like I was closer to the universe in that moment. Yeah. Beautiful. So, yeah. That yeah. subspace, subspace is the subspace. best space ever. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I want to live here forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to do that. Yeah. I do. Every single time I need to go there and be still and be quiet and have that euphoria, I just simply have to put my collar and my cuffs on because that was the first time. So it's symbolic. As soon as I put those on, I can feel my body going, starting to exhale. And I don't have to have it on very long. And I just lay down in my bed. 
I close my eyes and all I do is breathe. And I go and I bring my mind back to where I was in her dungeon because that's my reference point, just like the, the cuffs and the collar are. It's symbolic. So it's like your spank bank for relaxation. <laughs> right? Uh, which is beautiful. I like that. I love that. Spank bank for relaxation. And it's also important that we did a whole ritual around mm -hmm. your collars and your cuffs to get yeah. you to drop into subspace, to get you to drop to that place, to hook that in, to anchor that in. Um, and that was a really important part of your training. Um, without that, without you being able to have had that moment to reach subspace, I was not going to sign off on your dom you you being a dom um because it's unsafe and I, I just want to take a moment here it's unsafe to dom from a place of control to dom mm. from a place of 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 that angry control uh place of anger Urgh. anger like a and, pancake so intention yes, <laughs> intense and stressed because that's not a good time. That doesn't no. feel good. So that's not going to translate well onto your client. No. Right. So uh, that, yeah. so that was crucial. And, and I think, and anybody who wants to become a Dom, that is the piece. Learning how to take control of a situation isn't your problem. You're already a control freak. If you want to be a Dom in the first place. What you need to learn how to do is to learn to surrender and be in that role of leadership. Like you said, the, the Zen butt breathing turtle with accuracy version of yourself to hold space for people to surrender. And you're not taking anybody's power. They're mm -hmm. gifting you their power and you mm -hmm. hold it in this content space of Zen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually uh, when I, I believe, I think it's also giving that client that power because mm -hmm. it's very powerful to surrender. Oh, it's when huge. When you have the power to surrender, that's your power. No one can ever take that away from you. No. Right? So you're all, not only is your client gifting you their power, you're also giving them power mm -hmm. to surrender to surrender and once you surrender in one space you can take it into the rest of your life oh god it's it's very easy uh, now that i know what that feeling is there's so many things that i've learned to let go <laughs> right? like, it really doesn't fucking matter no <laughs> no doesn't matter at all <laughs> i'm safe if I let go, because <laughs> I was safe when I let go. Mm -hmm. So it has translated into my life for sure. Okay. So let's save the, the rest of the, once you get home story for our next episode. So okay. stay tuned to that next episode. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. And uh, what's the one thing you would like the audience to take away damn k that 
Surrender is beautiful. Safety is beautiful. And no matter what, you control how you react to the world outside you. So let's all be butt breathing turtles. Um, and when we practice this, beautiful things happen. That's right. Because when we surrender, we're able to see the whole picture. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're in control, you're in pigeonhole. And yeah. all you see is what's in front of you. And you lose everything else beside you that could be so amazing and beautiful that you could miss out on. So right. be a butt breathing turtle. Um, and right. see all the beauty around you. Until next. Oh, wait, the one last oh. thing. Oh, we didn't talk. We, we need to talk about because oh. is that we haven't talked about. We're going to Costa Rica. We are going to Costa Rica, which and is amazing because it's really cold here. <laughs> it's really cold here. We just had snow the other day. And um, we're going to Costa Rica in February for our kinky vacations, your kinky jungle and ocean vacations. So if you're like, ooh, and you're like, would like to explore kink and you would like to explore either as a couple or as a single and want to go on vacation with me, Madame K, Mistress Cherry, and Mistress Dana from Radical Honesty. You all have a crush on her, you know you do. Um, <laughs> four of us as your guide to having the best Costa Rica jungle vacation with kink involved, jungle kink. Um, please reach out to me and I can we can go over the details and the logistics of this really unique experience. So I just wanted to mention that piece because I was like, wait, we need to talk yeah. about Costa Rica. Yeah, it, it's, it's for a week and yep. it's going to be amazing because number one, it's in warmer climate. Yes. February is cold. I don't care where you are in Canada. It's cold yep. <laughs> or in the States. It's cold. Uh, you're going to be, you know, guided by four incredibly beautiful, powerful women. Mm -hmm. And you get to be yourself. You get to be your kinky self. In a, Which an is for me, in an yeah. environment that is safe and beautiful and non-judgmental, I cannot wait because this will be my first kink event. Yeah. Like full on. <laughs> yeah. Not one little club. It's going to be everything that I get to experience. And I would love to experience it with you. So mm -hmm. if you're a newbie like me, come join me and let's go play in the jungle. That's right. And the other thing that's really cool about the jungle uh, kink experience is that you can't bring your kink gear on the plane. They're not letting you on the plane with kink gear. That's just, those are weapons. That's just customs are not going to like that. So if you're a kinkster, that's another problem is that you can't really travel as a kinkster because you can't bring all your gear. So we have uh, a local jungle guy who does hand crafting. He's very crafty guy, Har hand carving spoons and implements. And he's making 
floggers out of recycled gear that he finds on the beach and in the jungle, um, which is like awesome. And so it's like, it's like kink, but it's like, when I say jungle, I mean, full on jungle kink, like we're using all of our implements are, you know, our, our, our wrists and our cuffs are from like old surfing boards. And like, it's, it's all like reuse, recycle, renew. <laughs> what could get better than that? Exactly. So come join us. You want more details, you can go to uh, empressguide.com. You can find all the juicy details there. You want to uh, have some private sessions with me in uh, where I am. Uh, you can reach me there. And Madame K's uh, dungeon hopefully will be up and running uh, in January. So you'll be able to go visit her in uh, BC. Um, so until then, stay kinky and keep exploring. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is my orgasmic life podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook, at my orgasmic life podcast, Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you, what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want, I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what, how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option, we have that. You can email my slutty assistant, Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye.